everyone this is the bonus podcast for episode 470 apparently of, of coronation conversation yes, oh, that is oh damn it you've rehearsed that and everything i don't rehearse it you just before we record you used to say right you have to say it specifically yeah when it's Gemma's turn to start i was like this is what you need to say these are your first words i don't words, see Gemma. that this is that important it's the bonus episode it's the bonus it's a bonus podcast what are we talking about this week Gemma? It's, we're talking about Trisha Armstrong. We, we are, oh, a hair of mystery, Trisha Armstrong. Who knows who she is? Well, in, well it, that's a good way of putting it, because I think that she's a really, really forgotten character. She was in the show for, you know, three years or so, I mean, on and off, in the mid-90s. And I really, really do think that um, she's, she's not... She's not there in the Corrie conscious, is she? She's, if you think of classic, classic Coronation Street characters, Trisha Armstrong does not appear in anybody's top ten. But I quite like her. Um, Should have looked to see where she was on the... Uh, yeah, yeah, on the Corriepedia Ultimate Character Survey. Yeah, but I, I don't know whether people ever really remember her, so it's going to be our job um, in today to, to bring you up to speed if you don't know anything about, uh, about Trisha and, um, and why... You know, she Why she wasn't she care? wasn't half bad character actually. And the reason that we're mentioning this, of course, this week is that um, the actress who portrays her, or portrayed her, Tracy Braben, um, has recently been elected mayor of West Yorkshire. Don't you know? So do so. Do I we do get know. do we get anything for that? I don't know. Um, does she like? Does she give like handouts to people who talk who, about her? You, you are involved in the show that really propelled her to Is she going to get invited invite us have uh, invite us to tea at the town hall of West York I think it's a bit of a trip really isn't it I'll go you can I go don't away. mind yeah, you, go. You, you have to drive I'm not driving oh, okay well <laughs> we'll talk about it then so Trisha Armstrong was a funny one because I started watching around the time that she first um, appeared in it in the mid 90s and then I think almost as soon as she left I I forgot about her and then like, a few years later I had a Coronation Street book and um and there was a picture of her arguing with Vera, I think, on the front. I was not in the, in the, somewhere inside. And I was like, oh, yeah, it was her. Who was she? Well, I, and I literally didn't remember anything about her. And I know this is kind of sounding quite damning of the character. I, I don't know what it is about about her. I mean, she. I don't think she was... She's not the sort of character who had, you know, the big stories, the big partnerships, the big anything, really. But... Um, Having watched her um, back on uh, the classic episodes on ITV3, I was expecting to just, you know, have her sail on past and make no impression of me, like a few characters have, to be fair. But actually, when I watched her, I I thought, no, she's... I like her. She's like a a proper, honest, northern woman who goes through all these... She she portrays kind of a a real working-class, down-on-her-luck, single-parent, but not in a... In a cliche sort of way, just She's, I think I think struggle. It is. It's it, it it was just somebody who I think really represented a lot of women back in the mid nineties, the single parents who, um, yeah, who just had to you know put up with you know a load, of, 90s, a load of rubbish when when you 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 know the the dice hasn't rolled been rolled in your favour really. I think the nineties was when really people began to become properly conscious on a higher level of non-nuclear families actually existing and not yeah. like going away like um 
people who got divorced and women who single women or single fathers um raising their their children and i think yeah that because divorce rates were going up obviously but yeah. i also think that um like the powers that be were kind of like just ignore them and they'll go away <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. whereas um obviously that's you know totally normal way of raising a family these days and i don't think there's stigma against it certainly struggle is is still continuing it's mm. not easier than well it's not easy at all but i think that um the stigma of raising your children has alone has has gone away a little bit but when this was uh in the 90s that still that still sort of yeah. was continuing yeah, and even it? think yeah i think so and even thinking of like other coronation street characters a lot of the women of her age would you know come into the show as you know part of a couple a married couple, a, a married couple or exactly couple. or somebody who's you know single ready to mingle no kids and anything mm. and you know the the heartbreaker the one who's turning all the men's heads and everything well and did you look up did, did did they say anything about her being introduced like specifically to represent single yeah men? yeah I've, I've got a few a few little quotes down the bottom that we'll, we'll the, get to because the 90s was kind of like an expansion of um, that kind of thing on Coronation Street too, you know, d- different mm. types of families. That's why you have the Battersby's as well. Yeah, exactly. And and along with Trisha Armstrong, we have... And I just want to say, it's not as though Coronation Street never explored diverse groups of people before this, but it was more like the way that society was moving towards this being more of a normal situation to be in. So Coronation yeah. Street represented it because if, really, if you look back on it, you had like, Elsie, who was a very untraditional woman. Well, yeah, exactly. Right she from was, the very beginning. She was single and she had, or she had grown up. Well, she had grown up she? children, yeah, but she definitely... But then, you know, she suffered the stigma of mm. of the society looking down on her because of, yeah, because of what she got up to, that minx. That's true, that's <laughs> but, true. But, yes, yeah, so I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to um, make it seem as though Coronation Street has, has underrepresented people on purpose, but I do think that it's part of the show just always having its finger on the pulse... Um, that it explored different types of, of family family groups like this. Mm, yeah, I agree. But this was overdue, I think. Yes. So, um, Trisha Armstrong was born on the 22nd of February 1960. She got married to Carl Armstrong, um, and with him Did it had... go well? <clears throat> not, not so good. Well, it must have been happy for some some point, because she had a kid uh, together with him, Jamie, who was born in 1984. And, and although this isn't a character profile of Jamie, and, uh, you know, I don't think we're ever actually going to end up doing one of him. Depends on how was... many years we could do this for. Yeah, I know, I know. We'd be... I, I might say scraping the bottom of the barrel, actually, because he was another one that when I watched it back I was like I really like this kid he, he was spunky he was he was he was like the Bart Simpson he wasn't, wasn't he he had the spiky hair the, the cheeky again, attitude the... is this not like another example of Coronation Street Coronation Street is really good at taking what's popular in, pop, in popular yeah, culture and kind it? of like using a little bit of that for themselves so yeah. that kind of like rebellious boy character he was, he was a scallywag but he wasn't but then again that's nothing new Bart Simpson is just one in a many long line of scampy little boys yeah but 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 in, with a good heart as well and I would say yeah. that's the same with Bart Simpson as well and and although he was a bit of a, a ne'er-do-well and he was you know always you know on the rob or whatever and Are you trying to sca- about Bart Simpson oh, or Jamie a bit of both <laughs> on the rob <laughs> He was, um, he was, he had a good heart and he loved his mum and, and the, yeah. the, the bond make... between Trisha and Jamie was really, really lovely, actually. Pet- petition to make a regional version of The Simpsons because God knows why we haven't had our own version. They had the American office, we want the English Simpsons <laughs> and we want it to be based on 
Jamie and Trisha Jamie and Armstrong. Armstrong. Yeah, I, I don't Why know. Why not? I can't see a reason why well, not. Well, now, now Corey has got a, a mayor among its ex-cast members. Maybe we the, can get right on that. Pull, because I'm they? sure that... Yeah, exactly. So, um, Trisha first appeared on Coronation Street on the 7th of March, 1994, and last appeared on the 2nd of May, 1997. And that was only after 193 episodes. And uh, as we said before, she was played by Tracy Braben, which I ha- keep having to train myself to say the right way, because I think I've gone many years of thinking that that name has been pronounced Braben. And it was only... Um, I think it was probably last Christmas when she um, when she was on you know she went to Parliament and she did that amazing um, speech about Coronation Street. Oh yes, for the sixtieth for the sixtieth anniversary. We'll talk a bit more about that later as well. But I thought, oh, I've been saying her name wrong all this <clears> time, <throat> right. and I don't know why. But we also used to call her Brabbers um, affectionately. Not? But it doesn't. I think I still she'll always be Brabbers to me. Mayor Brabbers. Yeah. Um, she was hundred and seventy second on the coronationstreet.fandom.com's ultimate character survey, which took place last year. Uh-huh. That's down from 167. Um, <laughs> she does beat out Nicola Rubinstein and Brian Tilsley, but not Gloria Todd or Gary Windus. So Gary okay. Windus was 170. Okay, fine. Um, okay, so... Um, I think I'm reading that right. Yeah, I'm sure you are. I trust your statistics. I'm not very your good. Your number crunching. I'm, I'm excellent at reading, <laughs> but the numbers game completely eludes me. So this wasn't the first character that Tracy had actually played in Coronation Street. Um, she was in two episodes in 1989, and we watched one of those when we did our DVD rewatch last year. She was like this flirty co-worker of Derek Wilton's at the... Um, Chuckles Novelty Company Christmas Party. Do you remember? You must remember the episode where yeah. Derek gets drunk, falls asleep, dressed as Father Christmas, and then has to shimmy along the wall. You know, um, up, up along the next, it's like three or four or five stories up, and Jack Duckworth sees him and thinks he's seen Santa. Uh, but before all that, he um, had been, um, yeah, getting drunk with um, with this other character that Tracy played called um, Chloe. And, um, yeah, she was being a bit flirty with him, sitting on his knee and everything. But I, I remember watching that um, again in the ITV3 repeats. And I I was really confused for a little bit. I was like, is that, is that supposed to be is that supposed to be Trisha? I didn't realise she was in it so soon. But, no, she had been somebody else. And there's quite, been quite a few characters, actually, haven't there, who've, who've got their doppelgangers in Coronation Street, shall we well, say. Well, it's also, like, sometimes people are just, like, um, in it as a bit part and they're like let's evolve this character into a bigger part and sometimes it doesn't work and sometimes it does mm, mm. and well, i think is... but i think a lot of the time it's just retconning back saying oh yeah that was the same person well i don't think that this is the case in this in this case i think chloe and trisha are definitely two different people they just look really similar <laughs> um, so before um, before that appearance on Coronation Street, Tracy had had a couple of other TV roles, including Panto Time in 1986. And in 1989, she played a character called Sandra in A Bit of a Do, which is a teleseries. And interestingly, I think I'd quite like to see this. In the 1992 film, Charles and Diana, Unhappily Ever After, um, she played Princess Fergie. Who is Princess Fergie? You know, Sarah Ferguson. Do you mean the Duchess of York? Sarah Ferguson. She wasn't a princess. Wasn't she? I don't understand these things. I, I bow down well, to your greater knowledge. Well, if you're married to a prince, you're a princess. But if you're given a different title, that supersedes. Okay, well, she did anyway. So, um, I don't know. But that, seems check like, that, out. <laughs> that seems like something that might get awkward. Uh, she ever uh, has a royal reception. <laughs> That's very as the true. Mayor. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, okay, so let's let's run down and see what um, Patricia got up to during her time on Coronation Street. In 1994, she was only in it for six episodes. Um, and again, we saw a, a I saw bit this. of this recently, the didn't one. we? Yeah. Well, do you want to talk sure. a bit about this? Well, she, was in, she was in bed. I saw all this go down. This was so dramatic, I nearly dropped my can of peaches. She was in Better Buys and Jamie gets accused of shoplifting, running around all over the place, nicking things. She gets called into Curly's office, doesn't he's she? He's the deputy... Is he assistant to the regional it... manager? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, he's the better boy's um, peon, or whatever that is. I can't remember whether he was deputy or manager there. I can't remember where Reg was at that point. He has to call... I think, I think Reg was still there. He calls her in and, um, you know, she, she finagles. You know, they end up dating. Yeah. Because, I mean, I guess Curly was... Um, it's quite was, the catch. No, Curly, no, Curly was going on the process of he can't beat him, join him. It's like, can I stop this kid from nicking? No, but I could eat the stuff he brings home if I get in with her. <laughs> Win-win. Also, um, so they're, they're dating, and then Trisha asks Jack to babysit her little scroat while they're out scroat, on a Scroat? I would say oik. Okay. Um, Miscreant. <laughs> Jack, Jack is so funny as the babysitter because he's clearly not suitable. What Would you ever ask Jack to look after even your dog? <laughs> you know, because you come home and he'd be like, yeah, dog was fine, one, one second place on the races. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he's babysitting the kid and then her ex-husband, Carl, comes round for a pleasant chat. <laughs> um, but he thinks that Jack is dating Trisha. He think I think he gets confused because he knows Trisha's dating somebody. Yeah. So he sees Jack there looking after the kid. Immediately assumes that it's him and lays him out. And then he also goes looking for um, Curly at Better Buys. Does uh, evil Carl and Curly hides. And then he's like, Trisha, this is too much heat for me. I don't want to do this again. And that's the last we saw of Trisha in 1994, wasn't it? It was quite cool that um, the Jack and Jamie friendship that developed over the years was quite nice as well, because Jamie really took a shine to Jack's pigeons, because like I said, yeah. he, he was a bit of a, he was a kind soul, but just, you know. Who? Um, Jamie. Jamie, yeah. He was just, you know, led down the pathway of well, she, this is the thing. Trisha was very busy and also slightly disengaged. Well, because she was, a, yeah, she, she was a busy working mum, wasn't she? Yeah, she, she cared about him, but she didn't have time to supervise him every moment and like turn every single like mini disaster into a teachable moment. Yeah, you know? and, and I think like, I think with Jack's influence over the years, it, it helped keep Jamie on the straight and narrow. There's actually. something really charming, and I don't know if it's just us Brits that enjoy this or if it if it's um. But something really charming about a gruff old man and a little child having some kind of weird bond. Bonding over pigeons. Like, what is it? Goodnight, Uncle Tom, is that one? Did that Mr. Tom, Mr. yeah. Mr. Tom, yeah. Yeah, yeah, similar, similar, I get it. There's, there's, but there's quite a lot of things like that, isn't there? In, mm. in like, uh, like old... Not so much recently, because I think people are like... <laughs> I don't know about this. <laughs> don't <Dodgy. laughs> I haven't heard any headlines about Mr. Tom turning out to have been a kiddie fiddler, but you know what? I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest, these days. In 1995, Trisha returns to the area. Now, she wants somewhere to live and thinks that the cafe flat, you know, above Jim's cafe, would be perfect for her and Jamie. Alma, who is owned, the owner of the flat at the time, isn't so sure, though, because it's only a one-bedroom flat and it's going to be Trisha and Jamie living in there. So she doesn't think it's really suitable. 
Um, so she kind of works on Mike and gets him to let Trisha um, move into number one because this at this time I can't remember how or why it happened. Mike ends up owning number one. Did Deirdre sell it to him or something? I can't remember. But anyway, Mike's the landlord. Trisha's moving into number one. Um, straight away, she gets on the wrong side of Vera, who uh, who suspects that she's having an affair with Jack as well because of the whole Carl thumping incident. Probably going down the old where there's smoke, there's fire. Yes, yeah, kind of Je- adage. Vera was a bit of a jealous woman, a bit like Hilda. I think Hilda was even more so, wasn't she? She always thought that people had their eye on her, um, uh, women had their eye on her stan. But um, yeah, Vera could do it as well. It's her prized possession. Um, but in any case, um, Tr- Trisha ends up getting a job cleaning in the Rovers, which makes things kind of uncomfortable for, for Jack, who's the cellarman there, and also Raquel, because... Why does it make things uncomfortable for Jack? Just because of Vera getting mad? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because <laughs> she didn't, she think she wasn't be told about this. Oh Yeah, I think so. So Raquel, um, it was difficult for her, because although she wasn't going <laughs> out with Curly at that point, I think this was, I think this was a few months after the whole... Um, name a star after you let's get married oh no actually i love des kind of incident but yeah because of their shared history with curly and and and, and trisha had been dating curly and raquel still cares just about doesn't get him. On with them just doesn't get on basically so in, in the end though vera and raquel end up taking pity on um on trisha because she tells them about carl beating her up in the past so sad victim well, of domestic abuse this was um this is what people complain about also with uh characters with female characters in modern um pop culture being like having rape as part of their character development and this mm. happens quite a lot like game of thrones is one of the most famous ones where like and in this you know this is another example of you know it, it really was only in there to make to make this them feel sorry for yeah, her you yeah, know in a way yeah no, uh, it wasn't really treated the same way that it would be treated now. But no, like, I don't think You can say that about so. lots of it wasn't things. An, so. It wasn't an issue there, was it? No. I don't think. Um, Vera tries to get to do a bit of matchmaking between Curly and Trisha, which she ends up finding pretty uncomfortable. Um, and then she gets the sack <laughs> from the Rovers because she, she just turns up late all the time, basically. She gets a job for a little bit at the corner shop. Reg, oh, just working behind the counter. Yeah, yeah, Reg takes her on. Morge is also not impressed Morge. by her. Morge. Well, I think, I think yeah, lots of people look down on Trisha. And I know Coronation Street is about, you know, the working class and everything. But I but think even Trisha there, was look, just that little, you know, strata below. Well, this is what we, you know, we do this as well. I'm, I'm guilty of this, lumping everybody in the same group. Hmm. But working class people are not, an, uh, you know, a... a completely unified group of people that are all exactly the same mm. and Coronation Street has always had this like yeah. weird snobbery where there's a definite kind of like these are the normal people and then everyone below them are a bunch of dirty scrubbers and yeah. everyone above them are just posho bastards I-, I would probably put Trisha somewhere between the Duckworths and the Battersby's <laughs> definitely Battersby's are like the lowest point <laughs> of Coronation Street um, in the end, um, Maud and uh, Trisha end up bonding over a shared loathing of Reg. I think Maud thinks that maybe she's gonna she fancies Reg or something, and Tr- Trisha's like, uh, "Not no. a, not if you're the last man on earth." And Maud's like, "Oh, I like you. You've got this good sense." Yeah, does it doesn't uh, it doesn't last for long anyway because Maureen um, has to let her go, so um, she's she's no longer needed. She has to start looking for jobs again. Then she gets evicted from number one by Mike. Um, and there's a funny scene where they kind of barricade themselves into number one and Jamie pours a bowl of water over Mike when he's trying to come in to let them to let them in. That was quite cool. Now, I think that sort of thing um, helped viewers and, and the other residents of the street actually warm to Trisha a little bit to see, you know, the 
the rich guy get his comeuppance at the hand of some little mm. oiky teenager. Yeah. Um, in the end, Deirdre persuaded Trisha to rent one of Mike's flats in Crimea Street. And this is the, the other... There, there were like a little bundle of characters that lived there for a bit in the mid-90s, weren't there? This is where Roy first appeared. Deirdre, Tr- uh, Trisha, Roy were all living there. Um, and she started, uh, Trisha was causing trouble for a bit by spreading rumours that Deirdre was having an affair with Mike. Um, again, no smoke without fire there, I think. But, and and that, in, that, the, in the end, yeah, they become friends. I said that sarcastically because that's one of my most hated sayings. Oh, sorry. There's well, no smoke it. without fire because what, what is a smoke machine then? So that... That, I think the, the 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 adage predates smoke machines. Do you think so? Yes. 1996, Gemma. Qu'est-ce qui s'est passé? You started adding French in. Have you noticed this? No. You said too slowly. I, I did. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Just showing off. And what's about fast? Is that, is that Latin? I don't know. <laughs> We're so cultural. Do you see some German? Nine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, just like that, yeah. Didn't right, even think. didn't even think about it. 1996, she gets into money troubles and she decides to to get Mike to try try to uh, try to get Mike to sleep with her. Yeah, she's exchanged for not charging her rent. He's not interested, which you know. <sighs> that's really it's harsh. kind of sad in a way, isn't it? That, in like, a way, yeah. You know, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. What? Women feeling that they have to you know, debase themselves. Are you and... um, trying to do an issues thing now, are you? Well, I, I'm not trying to make it an issues thing. Because again, <laughs> it wasn't then. But it... Was this a serious thing or was this like, oh, it's funny that Trisha... No, I don't, I don't think it was played her. seriously. I think there was, there was increasing sympathy for Trisha as the character went on. I think when she first came into it, she was, she was quite... Yeah, she was quite rough. She was quite... She... She didn't gel with everybody, and I think Coronation Street viewers are like, "Hang on a minute, who, who's this?" Um, but as we got to learn more and more about, you know, her background, why she was in this situation, the sort of stuff that she had to do, I think she did get a lot more sympathy. And then this was, you know, one in a long line of things that she felt she had to do just to try and survive and protect her kid. She gets banged up for a week because she hasn't paid a TV license. Another one. The TV license crew make all their money off Coronation Street people, mm. I think. Yeah, I think that one was done as a little bit of an issue story. Again, not that they really had them much that back those days, but but I I think this is one of the things that um, Tracy talked about in that um, in that parliamentary debate um, last Christmas. She's like, I did pay for it. Just just about the fact that back in the night, I don't think people get thrown in prison no, at don't. all these days for not paying your TV license. So you just get what, fine. What's the point of paying? Um, <laughs> But back then, this was the sort of thing that happened, and then That's crazy, and, and, and really. it was it was almost like you know a tax on the poor, and some people just couldn't couldn't afford to pay. And well, yeah, because look, I don't know if you're not from this country, you wouldn't know, but you need a TV license to be able to watch live broadcast television. So it doesn't matter whether you the, and it's it's for it funds the BBC. So it doesn't matter if you watch BBC or not. You if you have a television, it's plugged into the. Uh, what's it called? Whatever. Aerial. Yeah, aerial, and it receives a um a signal. You have to pay something like what was it a hundred and I something pounds a year, remember. um for a TV license, which really you know that's a lot of money. There's a, there's a lot of debate going on about whether that's appropriate or not. But at the end of the day, you if you want John Barrowman running around rubbing his penis on people in Doctor Who, yeah, you've got you got, got to pay, pay for, for it somehow privilege. because there's going to be lawsuits coming up. They're going to be expensive. <laughs> Think of that. So, she doesn't have a TV license. She gets thrown in prison for a week. Jamie gets put in a foster home. See, think of, this is the other thing. Think about the the cost to society that this incurred here. You've got a woman who's being 
who's in prison for a week, you got to pay for her to have her food, you got to pay for all of the accommodation for that, you got to pay for the prison officers, you got to pay for the policemen to come and get her, you got to pay for the courts to, to process her and try her and find her guilty, you got to pay for the foster home to come and get the, the kid. Isn't it ridiculous? Mm. How much would that cost yeah. compared to how much the TV licence costs? Yeah, exactly. So he doesn't like this. He's like, this is a waste of public funds. And he runs away mm. and goes to live with Deirdre. Yeah, he just turns up. It's just so sad, like, in the middle of the night, she's, he's like, can I come and live Aww. with you? So, um, so she comes out of prison. Yes. Because it's only for a week. So what are you moaning about, really, at the end of the day? Got a nice experience there on your CV. There's no drawback to <laughs> well, I, I hope characters. that she um, went and told Deirdre about it, just to yeah, prepare her. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. You ever get you know, thrown in the slammer, Deirdre, in a couple of years' time, maybe? You'll know you... Not so bad, and it's only yeah. over for a, it's over after a week. So... But to be fair, Deirdre barely lasted much longer than that, to be honest. Tracy has to give Trisha. Jam- Trisha has to give <laughs> Jamie a good telling off over a puncture repair scam. Yeah, he he, he um he goes around telling people that like, he thinks that they well no people he puts punctures in people's bike tires, <laughs> and then and then says of charges them fifty p or something to Look, fix that's, them. Is that a scam really? Because he did he say that it wasn't him. <laughs> Very industrious. It, it's such a shame that he couldn't focus this on like an Alan Sugar esque type. Yeah. business well, maybe I mean who knows what Jamie got up to after 1997 maybe he's maybe he just funded his mother's political career could be well, Weatherfield's first billionaire by this point could be um, he says you're, you're going to get taken into care if we're not careful because this isn't looking good for anybody she gets in trouble because she's claiming unemployment benefits but she's actually working as a cleaner for Mike and he takes pity on her and offers her a job as a machinist because in Coronation Street, being machinist is like the, the the lowest rung of the employment ladder. And really, you don't need to be able to sew. No. Everyone assumes you can. <laughs> it's in the genes. It's in the blood. It runs through them. Like Newton and Ridley. <laughs> she fancies Terry Duckworth when he shows up on the scene. Who wouldn't? She gets drunk one evening and he takes her home. They end up sleeping together. She gets pregnant. Vera is fuming about this she thinks she's lying about it because what i mean what woman wouldn't lie about that just trying to get your claws into our turret um she hunts down terry he's run off she tries to find him in sheffield but then he found she finds out that his his, from his girlfriend that he's left and he's run off with 1800 pounds very specific number Vera comes around to the idea that she's got this baby and it's going to be a, her grandchild and she thinks that she and Jack should support Trisha. But then um, she discovers that Jack has offered to pay for Trisha to have an abortion. But she, but Trisha's like even more determined at this point to keep to keep the baby. This is all really sweet, wasn't it? Because this is oh, it's really sweet th- this, when uh, this, somebody this... offers to pay for your abortion. Not that bit of it, silly. Now Vera and her and her grand maternal instincts, because she's already lost a couple of grandkids, hasn't she? But there was um, well, she's very careless with them. There was the one that sh- that Terry had with um, Andrea Clayton. There was obviously Tommy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she thinks it, this could be the opportunity, third time lucky, to be a grandparent. So, and, it, and, and after Brad's born, again, it's, it's really sweet. I, I love Vera as a grandma, but every time something horrible happens and I then know. it gets whipped away. Yeah. Um, she gets in trouble at, with Mike at work in the factory because she's not been turning up and she's been getting other people to clock her in. She really is like a sneaky miss, isn't she? Like I know that she's, I know that she's struggling and everything, but like all the things that she ends up doing, all just add to her problems. Yeah. Don't they? 
It's one of these things where it's like you're watching somebody just making all the wrong moves and there's nothing you can do. Mm. So she hears Carl, her ex-husband, is going to be released from prison. So she goes to visit him and says, when you come out, you can visit Jamie if you want. And he says, you're a slut and thumps her because she's pregnant. That's nice. Jamie is not happy to hear that Trisha is going to try and divorce Carl. As soon as possible. Why she has not before now, uh, God knows. Then Mike sacks Trisha when he finds out she's pregnant. So she moves into the Rovers. Yeah, I don't think mm. that that went down well with the uh, with the factory workers. He's like, he's, he he says, oh, it's because you're always late and you, you're getting other people to clock in for you and everything. But really, you didn't want to have to pay for the uh, maternity leave or whatever. Yeah. Well, the, um, yeah, this is not a good, good thing. No. Naughty Mike. Um, 1997 then this is Trisha's last year on the street she gives birth to Brad he's, he's a bit of a preemie um, she goes into labour in the back of the Rovers so he gets born there uh, I think Betty's one of the ones that delivers him I think even Jamie turns up to help deliver his own Ooh. brother as well um, um, Vera just loves having a baby around the pub again oh who wouldn't love a baby <laughs> in a pub um, she goes to Blackpool which is where um, the Hortons live because the Hortons being who are they? they are the Parents of Terry's second kid? kid's wife. What? No, second kid's mum. You got um, okay. What's so that? Lisa, you got run down by a car. Yeah. Anyway, basically, they she she's thinking that they might know where Terry is. Basically, um, but I don't think anything comes of that. They go one. Uh, but things turn good for uh, for Trisha midway through 1997 when she meets Ray Thorpe, the decorator. They start dating. He's like a a, a you know a decent bloke. He's a nice guy, no strings. Um, yeah, just like a solid, reliable, stable relationship, which is what somebody like Trisha really needs. I think she's she was often attracted to like the bad lads, the the people that she thought would protect her, as people that would be a bit exciting to her. But um, in it's the end of the day, news. this 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 was a this is just what was what she needed. Um, so she yeah she she starts going out with him and uh, Jack at first wonders if Brad if Brad's father is actually um, Ray because Terry's name isn't put on the birth certificate but no it's, it's not it's definitely Terry um, so Jack encourages Trisha eventually to stick with Ray Vera is devastated to learn that she may be losing another grandchild because Ray wants to go and move away but um, it looks like that they're going to go and have their happy ever after. But just before they leave, um, there's a little another spanner thrown in the works when Terry turns up um, in the Rovers. I mean, he can barely remember Trisha at first, but they end up spending the night together anyway. Trisha just gets confused about who she loves. Is it Trey? Is it Terry? <laughs> oh, Is it Ray? I don't know. But then she starts getting really, really clingy with Terry just because of you know that. Bond. Uh, the bonds with the baby and uh, and Terry just ends up getting completely fed up of how clingy Trisha is and tells her to, to bog off basically so she ends up she leaving Weatherfield hook. with Ray and Jamie and they do live happily ever after it was a, with Brad as well oh yeah and Brad <laughs> yeah they left the okay, baby look, in a, if you in a, like in the a baby pool of beer much, in the Rovers Vera you have him yeah no that, that's the end nice sweet sweet ending really and it's a a bit like Becky in a way you know a character who was a little bit rough to start with and although you know it wasn't exactly as high flying as Becky's exit was it was was nice to know that yeah she 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 got what she she needed in the end I wonder if she'll ever come back I don't think so I don't know I mean are they going to have a visit from the Mayor of Yorkshire it'll be a bit it would be really cool if she did that because they've had people visit you know they've had little 
um, cameos before. They haven't had it for a very long time. No, no. But I think I'd really like it if they did that. <laughs> um, so that, that was it. So, so she ended up leaving because yeah. um, she was actually pregnant with her own second child at that point. A second, yeah, her own... Yeah, her own child. Um, and yeah, you're normally that's the one you give birth to when you're a lady. Your own one. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, she's not been back since. I mean, she's done loads of other TV stuff before her political career, but um, she's gone. And then, like I said, I think fairly swiftly disappeared out of the conscious of many Coronation Street viewers. But I, yeah, because I, I, you're a I, bit of a champion for her. I, I am. I mean, she she's also not in my top ten or twenty or thirty or anything like that, but. Some some characters, when I've been re-watching these old 90s episodes, like Samantha Failsworth, for example, I'm watching and going, yeah, I didn't like her then, don't like her now, Pfft, boring. But I, I have got a bit of a soft spot for Tracy, uh, for, for Trisha and, and, and Jamie, I really, really do. Um, and I think we were looking through my Curry magazines yesterday, weren't we, to try and find some details about her. And she got loads of coverage in the Coronation Street magazines, loads of uh, quotes from her. So I'm gonna, I've got a few of those that I'm going to read out. Um, this is what she said um, as she was leaving the role um, on Coronation Street. I've enjoyed playing Trisha. It's been really, really good fun. And working with Liz Dawn and Bill Tarmy has been such a treat. I feel very honoured that I've been able to work in the Rovers, the heart of the street. And it's been absolutely terrific. Um, she also spoke about... Um, she also spoke around this time when she was leaving about the shift in public opinion towards Trisha, like I was talking about before. She started off quite as as an unsympathetic character. Public grew to understand her and like her and everything. And yeah, the writers kind of explored the, the hardships that that sort of person would face. It was kind of very, very relatable to a, a good chunk of the Coronation Street viewership, I think. She said she didn't want to play the stereotypical single mother kind of scrounger sort of person, but just she she wanted to... She wanted everybody to know that single parents actually work really, really hard to yeah, give their kids protection and, and security. She said she was a good mother who worshipped her kids and put them first. And that put me in mind of Beth, really. You know, Beth Tinker, single mother. I don't think she bit works rough. that hard. But well, I agree I, with I'm you. I've seen I agree her doing anything you. for the past six months, to be honest. Yeah, I agree with you that she's a good mum and she puts her kids first. Mm. I, I, think that, I think the comparisons with Beth, I think it may be Beth of old. I, I, Beth has just become not not again. Yeah, not that she's been in it much recently. She's just become a bit too much of a caricature, a bit too unlikable, a bit too. You know what I mean? She's being completely sidelined now. Yeah, no, she has. But I'm just saying she's she's not particularly a likable. No, she's not character at not the, the moment. moment. No. Um, whereas I think, and also no, her her child's now are much older than. Yeah. Um, that Jamie ever was. Yeah. yeah. People grew to love Trisha and I think people like Beth at first and maybe not so much these yeah. days. But I mean, it's, yeah, I, I think that it, the, the parallels are certainly there. Um, so yeah, that was it for Trisha. She went off, she had, um, she did lots of other TV. Like I said, she was in like eight episodes of EastEnders, um, the turn of the millennium. She was in five episodes of Emmerdale, just like five years or so ago, five, six, seven years ago. She did Doctor, she did Holby, she did other things that weren't soaps as well, to be honest. She did um, a few crime dramas like she Midsummer Murders. She wrote some Murders. episodes as well. I know. Hollyoaks. I know, she's a, she's, Family Affairs. She's a talented lady, is Tracy. She and she a, was in the Full Monty Theatre production. Yeah, she, was, she, was, she, no, she wasn't in the film, she was in a other film. films, yeah. But yeah, the fact that she actually wrote some episodes of soap, I, I, I can't think that there can be many, you know, ex-soap actors who've actually gone on to write episodes of Soaps. That's really cool, I think. She's a, she's a smart lady, isn't she? But it was um, her, her political career that took off, and, and that's what she's currently well-known for. So in 1990s... So oh, when on. did she leave 
Corrie? She, she left Corrie in 1997, and, okay, and this yeah. year... It, that it was, that was, this was the year when she endorsed publicly the Labour Party at the 1997 now, general election. That was when Tony Blair became this was Prime Tony. Minister. This was a big deal. This was when... This was the cool Britannia. This was when Tony Blair in the UK launched a campaign like for the youth vote and to, to make the Labour Party seem like an exciting and new like uh, pe- party for everybody. Like That's prosperity and everything's cool and we're all wonderful and great and... That they have that things can only, things get, can better. only get better. I remember, and this was the first election I could vote in, um, so I was it was particularly interesting to me. And so this was like a really interesting time, also to throw your hat into the the politics realm, mm. really, especially for the Labour Party. And a, a lot of people obviously argue about we could vote they, in this election. Whether we they, were fifteen, did you sneak in? Well, maybe. Okay, all right. I think you maybe you must have voted in one of the. Re-elect Tony Blair elections, <laughs> but yeah, it was huge at the time. Certainly, um, it was all the other cool Britannia stuff, and um, yeah, Tracy Braben throwing a not throwing a hat in the ring, but publicly supporting Tony Blair was a uh, was a good step, a good stepping stone to where she is now. I mean, she she um, was also um, she was also on Joe Cox's campaign against the closure of libraries in Batley and Speen, which is where she um, was later um, elected. Um, in the by-election there after Joe's murder, which was pretty big in the, in the news recent. a few years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. The, what, what happened there? Do you remember? It was it was to do with Brexit and pro-nationalist people and she was murdered by somebody who... Yeah, that's right, that's it was, right. It was, a, it was a very unpleasant. Yeah. Um, very sad. It's very, uh, obviously, very unusual for this to happen to in this country to have an MP be murdered mm. for their political ideas. Yeah, so, so Tracy... it was particularly devastating. So she stepped up to, because once the once the once an MP passes away, obviously their job is now open, and really anybody could could get that job. Mm. So she went in and. Um, you know, I don't know whether it was a safe seat to to get or not. Well, I I, I, I don't don't think the other parties put anyone no. up I, against her correct out of thing respect to do. for Joe. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So she, so that's yeah. So she took up the mantle of that, and she was elected with a majority of ten thousand votes for that by election. Yeah, and then and then last week she was elected mayor of West Yorkshire because that campaign's been going out over the past year or so, and I'd completely forgotten about it. I, I was I was. Yeah, watching it, you know, from a very far distance, obviously, thinking, oh, wouldn't it be cool if this ex-Coronation Street actress would become a mayor? And then we had, obviously, the elections last week, and I didn't put two and two together until... it Was was it Sunday, I think, that maybe Saturday, that the results well, the came election, in? And it was like, yeah. oh, Tracy Braben's man. That's just so, so cool. And uh, we were going to do something else as the, as the uh, middle section this week, but we changed it um, just so that we could... So we can celebrate and uh, and and talk about about Trisha. I'm I'm so so just about it. And the the best bit about her political career, from a Coronation Street viewer's point of view, I think was this um, adjournment debate that went on in uh, in the House of the Commons in December last year. I think it was it was the week of the sixtieth. I think was it, and um, it was it was her and you know a handful of other MPs who were there in the room debating on the contribution that Corrie has made to British life. And, and it was a bit of a, a one-sided debate. debate. This was not a debate. It wasn't Corrie versus EastEnders. I or don't a... understand how this happened or why it happened. I don't know enough about Parliament, honestly. I watched the um, reading of the Queen's speech this week and I was like, oh my God, it's so strange. Have you ever seen it? <laughs> I don't think so. There's a bit where um, 
they're all sitting and waiting in the room and there's this guy well it's a lady this year called the black rod and she comes striding through and she knocks she she comes up to like come into the room and they slam like it's tradition they slam the door in her face and then she has to knock on it and go it's black rod and then they open the door and she comes it's like That's oh so funny. Well, that really reminds theatrical. me of when um do you remember the episode when Alf was elected mayor? Yeah. Uh, and and, um, and Audrey was just scoffing and yeah. laughing at all the silly ceremony. It really is And he quite... has to be dragged in to, uh, to protest That's thing. true, yeah. Yeah, this is... It's so did, really honestly Did Tracy have to do this when she was elected mayor? I don't know. I, I doubt it. I, I, I love how... I mean, there's been a fair few um, stories about mayors in Coronation Street, hasn't there? I mean, it's been mostly Alf, but wasn't... Um, Sally? Yeah, yeah, Sally, obviously. Um, and we we had councillors, you know, like Annie Walker. I do think it's a really, I think it's quite an important thing to to have on Coronation Street because people are very disengaged with politics, and mm. they feel like it's got nothing to do with them. So I think it would be good if Coronation Street sort of, because really, honestly, Sally wasn't a great, um, what's the word, advert for what the power of local politics has like no. she was mostly just interested in wearing nice outfits and going to the openings of things and drinking champagne from flutes which is totally relatable but <laughs> doesn't really tell you anything about what does a mayor do no i don't know how much i learned about what a mayor does from alpha to be honest maybe no. actually doesn't really and, know but... and it's quite funny as well the thing is about local politics is that you don't have to get into like the labor versus conservative or anything they always, they always, these days they run as an independent candidate mm. because they dare not have a character be Labour or Conservative voter because they mm. don't want to alienate people. But it's not to do with, you know, where do you stand on the EU and how, how badly should we beat the French fishermen? <laughs> <laughs> but it's to do with stuff like, you know, who's going to take the bins out, you know, yeah. and, and what, what can we say, the red wreck, are they going to develop it into flats? Yeah, save the hairy groundwater. Exactly. So this, this, this adjournment debate, it was just brilliant. Now, I don't know whether you can still watch it, but it, was, it went for a good hour or so. And it was just them, it was just Tracy talking very, very passionately about the, the impact that Coronation Street has had on society, some of the changes that have been hailed. She talked about issues like you know, Hayley Cropper, um, she talked about um, how how Coronation Street has helped boost Northern economy. Um, it was all it was around the same time as all the Yasmin and Jeff stuff was really coming coming to a head as well. It was it was just really lovely. It was to nice hear to somebody see a speaking tribute, yeah. so so passionately and eloquently. Far far more armor than we ever do on the podcast. To be fair, and if you ever <laughs> want to be a guest, uh, Tracy, well, just, just give us her. an She's email. Busy. She probably is at the moment. Yeah, this the training. Thing. Yeah, whatever. Whatever else mayors do. And this is, I thought this was really important as well. And I think some people were like, oh, that's silly. Why are they talking about Coronation Street in Parliament? But really think about what it has achieved. It really has. Yeah. And it's obviously not just Coronation Street. Other soaps have also been quite progressive in the way that they help to shape like conversations about really important things but Coronation Street really is the trailblazer it is it's the, tra- it, the trailblazer is right and yeah I was, I was really really proud of uh, her purpose and it's also can I say real. it's also really nice to have somebody who's lo- it, not in the show who's left the show not being like yeah <laughs> she is a definite champion and, and advocate yes. of Coronation Street isn't she and she's not doing it because like she wants to come back and no. hoping that she's, she's keeping the like door open she's not like in Hello Magazine yeah. going oh yeah she she really genuinely believes in the power of coronation street as a force for good in english and british society which is what we also agree with yeah yeah definitely um what else have i got here um i've got a bit about 
I don't know why I've put this at the very end, but this is a bit about Tracy's backstory. Um, she always wanted to act, apparently. Trisha. Oh, Tracy. Tracy. I, I keep saying that. I keep saying, which one's the character and which one's the actor? I just got confused because I but thought you were going to read these quotes Tracy out. always wanted to act when she was little, but yeah. the school careers officer suggested that she become an air hostess. <laughs> okay. But she got a chance to study drama at Loughborough Uni and jumped at the chance because nobody in her family had ever done anything academic before. And this That's was a bit cool. like you, wasn't it? First first member of the family to go to university. To go to university. Well, many of and, um, people in my generation. Yeah, yeah, that. exactly, exactly. And that's and, why um, nobody can get a job with a degree anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she set up a theatre and education company to tour schools with a road safety show. Oh, and, uh, wow. Yeah, and then that's how she kind of got into, into showbiz. That's cool. So uh, I, wonder, I wonder whether she liked politics at school. How do you just decide? I think you just see things going wrong and you think, I can do something about this. Mm. I, I don't. I used to think that I would love to go into politics. Because You're good at I, arguing. I just, don't, I just think it's so disheartening to see people who genuinely would be helped by a certain group of people going, no... I don't think you're for me and just voting for people that are obviously not going, not for them at all. Mm. I just couldn't cope with it. Uh, it's, uh, it's just really cool that as, as Trisha was kind of an issue sort of character and then that that's the actress who has gone on to become somebody who you would hope would be a force for good for yeah. real life people, real life Trishas. Oh, you know, she's, uh, she's on the bus, she's on the cases for the buses I've noticed. <laughs> Bad um, bus transport links. Do you want do you want to read some Trisha quotes out, some Tracy Brabin quotes before we end this? My impression of Trisha is that she's a very strong woman. I think she probably failed the school system and now she, did she fail it or did it fail her? <laughs> well. Yeah. And now she's on the DSS struggling to make it with a young son and trying to be a mother and father to him all at once, which can't be easy. So true. What's nice about Trisha's character is that she's so complex. She isn't initially likeable, but when she's put in certain situations, there is a great empathy there, as it could happen to anyone. Absolutely, absolutely. She also spoke about like raising issues of working class women being thrown in prison for for non payment of fines, which which is like which obviously didn't happen to middle class back then because they would always be able to mm. you know get the money for it. She she called it that was like a tax on poverty. And story. this was like in the nineties before you had. And also before then, TV was like the the predominant form of entertainment for most people. Yeah. Apart from books and radio, you know there wasn't the internet or computer games as much as they. And even if That's you had, even if you played computer games, you would you could get in trouble for having your TV if it was mm. connected to the aerial. Yeah. Um, I wonder whether whether her political career was kind of almost born of being playing. I wonder. That exactly. I mean, the, the timelines line up, don't they? Say. Because it, it does seem like she could very, like you say, passionately talk about the uh, predicament that her character was, was facing. Yeah. You know, I, I just don't know how anybody could be a single parent. It's I, I, Can you imagine by yourself doing I, everything I you do now? I can't imagine being a parent full stop, to It's be hard honest. enough as it is. Doing everything you already do. I know. She's so demanding. I had to lock her out today because I was on the, on the phone. <laughs> you can't do that with a baby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, seriously, single parents. I know it's a bit of a cliche to go, oh, single parents, you're doing working so hard. But I don't, literally do not know how... I get, you don't have a choice. Mm. But, mm. you know, seeing Trisha... Um, struggling and working and grafting and it just always going a bit wrong for her, you know. Yeah. I think it, you know, adds to the conversation, like I say, talking about and experiencing people's perspectives that you might not ever have a chance to in your everyday life. Yeah, and adds to the rich tapestry of Coronation it's Street such a as rich well. tapestry of human condition. Maybe, maybe not one of Corrie's most memorable characters, but I think still important for... 
for the time. Yeah. And maybe just and talking really, about her you know, today is, you know. Boost her, boost yeah. her up. So next boost time her profile. They, next time Cropedia does their ultimate character survey for the 70th anniversary, maybe she'll get higher than if she, if she goes higher up, I'm going to put it squarely down to this, yeah. this very profile that we're recording now. <laughs> we did it. We done? I think we're done. Yeah, well we done. are done. Well done so, um, to uh, Tracy and uh, Trisha. Yes. Well, very well done to Tracy again for your mayoral election. If you want to invite us to tea, if you want to like do some kind of... Um, can you can you provide a limo down to Southampton, yeah. Tracy? I'd I love think that, that her first job should be to promote healthy relations between our two countries of the north and the south. Of <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think and, so. And uh, we can be the delegate from Hampshire, and we'll come and we'll say nice things yeah. and eat your sandwiches. <laughs> right we're done <laughs> thank you everybody for listening uh, if you'd like to get in touch if you've got anything you want to say about Trisha if you've got any fond memories of her uh, oh yeah Jamie because I don't think we're going to end up profiling Jamie we've kind of covered most of the main things that he did there but he was really really lovely boy with a, with a bit of a mischievous streak that's my well, that's your verdict 10 word uh, description well we've done the character profile of yeah, you now um, give, us a, give us an email at conversationstreet at gmail.com if you're not following us on twitter you can do so at conversationstreet no conversationstreet um, we're on facebook we're on instagram and all the good stuff and um, also on youtube and you may well be I don't know maybe you're listening to this on youtube right now maybe you're not Maybe That's you're not it. even listening to this. The vast majority maybe, of people are. Maybe. I think there might be some people that aren't listening to it. But if you are, good for you. Especially if you stuck right through to the very, very end. Yeah. yeah we do tend oh, to waffle. come on. I've got cooking to do. Gemma's got cooking to do. So we're going to go. Goodbye. Bye. Ta-ra, and see you next time. The music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. Bye.